Every Sunday morning, we have the, Brenda and I have the pleasure of bringing Steph in to uh, church with us. Well, if that didn't sound right, it doesn't mean that there are some mornings when you come in that it's not a pleasure. It's, it's just that some mornings we're not here. Well, this morning, as we picked Steph up, she came kayaking to our car. And before we got onto the street to come this way, I learned that she and a group of friends had already been to Mount Yamnuska this morning to watch the sunrise and take the Lord's Supper to celebrate a risen God. And I'm so, I'm, I thank you for your encouragement. And your encouragement, Steph, to me was, and I pass it on to you, and we've heard it today, he's risen. He is risen. Don't take it lightly. Take it and hang on to it for the week. Let's bow together. Father, Friday's tough. Friday's a hard day. And we saw a little bit of what happened on Friday here. Unspeakable things to our Savior. And Saturday, Father, was a lonely, quiet day. And we have tough days, and we have lonely, quiet days. But today, Father, you give us a day of celebration. You remind us that he is risen, the tomb is empty. Death has lost its sting. And we have hope today, and we have healing today, and we have comfort today. And we have peace today. Because of what Jesus has done for us, we have meaning. There is meaning to our life. There is direction when we know him. Father, help us to take these things with us this week. We are people that know him, that claim him. Help us, Father, to share him this week with great joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Is there uh, any wonder in your life, any amazement and awe? Do you have room for anything that knocks your socks off and drives you to your knees and makes you bow your head? What stuns you? What leaves you speechless? What induces mouth-gaping, eye-blinking, blood-draining, stomach-flopping wonder in you? Anything at all? We live in a world with little room for wonder. We've explained and controlled and manipulated and mastered and managed and replicated and test-tubed all the wonder out of our lives. Instead of watching for moonrises, we turn on light bulbs. Instead of enduring sun and cold, we reach for thermostats. Instead of yielding to the eternal rhythms of night and day, we impose daylight savings time. We've bridged rivers and tamed deserts and turned forests into cities. The world is just an airport away. The most distant person can be reached by dialing ten digits. The most exotic fruit, the rarest flower, can be easily seen. It's just a mouse click away. We don't gaze up stupefied at the stars. 
We name and measure and classify and analyze them. We don't quake in terror at the power of nature. We predict it. We track it. We issue storm warnings. We build buildings that are quake-proof, fireproof, and tornado-proof. There isn't much room for wonder in our world anymore, except perhaps to marvel at ourselves and what we can do. Yes, man is quite often in awe of himself. And then there's resurrection. The disciples shouldn't have been surprised by Easter morning. While he was among them, Jesus talked about resurrection all the time. He said things like, I'm going to call out and the dead will come to life. I can give new life to anyone I please. Or I am the resurrection and the life. According to the Gospels, he exercised power over death during his ministry. There was a girl, the daughter of Jairus, whom he raised to life again. There was a widow who lost her only son. Jesus saved him and resurrected him. There was Lazarus. He was dead and buried, whom Jesus called from the tomb. In fact... So characteristic was the power of life and the ministry of Jesus that when John the Baptist sent his disciples to ask if Jesus were really the Messiah, Jesus answered with his actions. He said, go and report to John. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, and the dead are raised to life again. When Jesus sent his disciples on a preaching tour, he often gave them power to raise the dead. He gave them power to raise the dead. Everywhere you turn in the Gospels, Jesus was talking about resurrection or causing resurrection. The idea of the dead living again shouldn't have been a new concept for the disciples because he did it all the time. But it goes even deeper than that. Jesus told his disciples that he would rise from the dead. In the book of Matthew, four times he said it explicitly, without parable, without flowery words. He simply said, I will be raised on the third day. They asked him about this statement. They wondered what it meant. They talked about it among themselves. You'd think they might have figured it out. You'd think they might have cracked the code, solved the riddle, tumbled to the truth. The disciples shouldn't have been surprised by Easter morning. They shouldn't have been camped out in front of the tomb, counting the hours, ready to be amazed, rather than preparing to disbelieve. Perhaps it is important to remember that overwhelming response to that first Easter morning was not to compose a resurrection song, or publish a proof, or write a sermon on the meaning and significance of the resurrection. The first response was absolute shock. It was stunned surprise. Knee-shaking fear. Heart-pounding awe. Fall to the ground amazement that Jesus had come back from the dead. Take the gospel accounts and the list, the list the words and the phrases used to describe what people experienced when it dawned on them that Jesus was alive again. It says they were afraid, they were alarmed, they were frightened, they shook, they fainted, they trembled, they fled, they doubted, they wondered, they cried out. The Bible says they were bewildered, startled, amazed, and overjoyed. They bowed down. And in some cases, they worshipped. I can understand the guards reacting badly to the resurrection. 
They had no warning, no preparation. They knew a lot about death, but they'd never experienced a dead man walking. No wonder they fell to the ground as if dead. But even those closest to Jesus reacted poorly. The women were scared to death. The disciples were startled and terrified and thought they'd seen a ghost. At first they didn't believe. They refused to believe. And then when they could no longer deny the evidence or their own eyes, they collapsed into confused, quivering, stammering amazement. It appears that no amount of forewarning or prediction could adequately prepare them to talk with a man that they had seen crucified and buried, whose death they had been mourning as if they themselves had died, a man who had just resigned himself to live without, who, uh, they had been those who resigned themselves to live without the one who stands suddenly beside them and says, Don't be afraid. You'd have no choice in the matter. You would react badly. It would scare you to death. It would awe you to your knees. Wonder, it seems, is the only possible reaction to the resurrection story. To celebrate Easter without an overwhelming sense of wonder is to entirely miss the point. Easter is God's antidote to a wordless or to a wonderless world. Easter is the day when we're invited to consider the possibility that something wild and wonderful, impossible, incredible, unbelievable, astounding, astonishing, and awesome has happened. I heard some whoops over here earlier. Totally appropriate. The the whooping about the resurrection of Jesus fits. Falling to your knees fits as well. Falling on your face fits. But when you get it, when you get it, when you believe it, when you see it and believe it, exultation and whooping at this incredible, unbelievable, astounding, astonishing, and awesome event is totally understandable. Easter is the day when we're asked, what if this world isn't the cause of an effect explicable, I can understand everything if I just try enough place I thought it was? What if there are forces moving beyond this world, events taking place in this world, dimensions unfolding inside this world that I don't understand, that I can't control, and I'll never predict? What if all our technological advances and scientific discoveries are no more than distractions to keep us from thinking about the elephant in the room who is stronger than, greater than, other than anything that we could possibly imagine? What if there are possibilities in our lives to which the only reasonable response is awe? Stunned, speechless, jaw-dropping, heart-stopping wonder. What if there is a God who can break into this world and shake a dead man awake and destroy the power of death and toss out resurrection life like candy at a parade? Easter is God pounding on the door of our dead hearts, our shriveled imaginations, our tiny and wonderless lives, and proclaiming, I am the God of resurrection power. I hold in my hands the keys to life and death. I don't play by your rules. I'm not bound by your laws. 
not bound by your limits. I can break into your world at will. And I'm the Almighty, the Omnipotent, the Everlasting, the All-Knowing, the Death-Breaking, the Life-Giving Alpha and Omega. Now, now what are you going to do with me? I can't make you feel wonder at the resurrection if you don't. I can't make you uncross your arms and lay aside your doubts about the resurrection story. I can't force you to consider the possibility that you're not the measure of this world, that your mind and your experience do not set the boundaries of this existence. I can't make your heart believe in a resurrection God. I can't make you alive again to awe and astonishment and wonder if your heart won't feel those things. All I can do is tell you this morning that today is Easter. All I can do today is to point you to one who rose from the dead. I can testify to a morning when God broke into our world and raised a dead man to life again. And then like you, in response I can lay down my heart. I can feel the power myself. I can experience the awe and the worship. And perhaps some of you on a morning like this one, above all others, would like to join me in being awed by our God who has done what he has done in Jesus. John's going to come and lead us in prayer and then we'll sing one more hymn today. John.